0: All right, guys, this is DJ Guns on Locked and Little Deep Dallas Radio. I'm in the studio today with Mr. Jeffrey Sainz, is that correct?
1: Yes, Jeffrey Sainz. Signs. okay. Signs. All right, my, yes, my bad. No oh. problem.
0: All right. So you're with the band...
1: Slaves Wage. Okay. Slaves Wage. Yes, All right,
0: sir. so let's talk about Slaves Wage and how you guys kind of got started and how the name came to be.
1: Well, I moved up here to Dallas-Fort Worth area from uh, Temple, Texas, uh, in the year 2000. And I had actually begun uh, making heavy metal music, Christian metal, that's what we are, Christian metal band, in 1996. Had some difficulty finding like hearted, like minded musicians. Worked for about four years with people that I could find who were willing to come together and work together to that end. And uh, finally made the jump to this area in 2000 looking for a group of like-hearted, like-minded people to make music with that mm-hmm. glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ that, uh, that honors Him in in its lyrical content. So, right. came up to this area in 2000. Uh, shortly after that, ran into James Johnson, who is our lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. And we've been working together now for, it's 20, 2020, we've been working together for 20 years, wow. right at 20 nice. years. Um, we so I met him, and we joined a project called Deacon Chuck that had a uh, home home base was Plano, Texas, mm-hmm. and so we worked with Deacon Chuck together for about for a couple of years. Uh, a little bit after that, we ran into uh, a gentleman named Lang, and he had a Christian Industrial project that he was working on and he'd already put out one cd we met him he was working on his second cd he invited us to come in and do guitar tracks for him on mm-hmm. his industrial metal project so we actually recorded that with him uh his second industrial metal project All right and uh shortly after that we, we we tried to make things work with him but unfortunately just things kind of came to an abrupt stop, he decided to go a different direction, and mm-hmm. he really just stopped making music altogether. And uh, and he was actually the one who dubbed us Slave's Wage uh, when we were working with him. It was gonna be, the, the name of the band, the group, the project, right. whatever, was gonna be Lang and Slave's Wage. Right. And he dubbed us Slave's Wage. Again, that didn't quite work out the way we all wanted it to and james and i at that point just said hey let's let's go ahead and and do something together we'll just keep the name slaves wage and so that so thus began our journey together james Mm -hmm. and i slaves wage was born and uh and so that's kind of how we came to be and how the name we were given the name slaves wage how that happened so
0: nice very nice so I know that I was introduced to you um, about about three years ago, I want to say, um, and it was with that the the not this not this album, but I think it was another EP you guys had released.
1: I think the one uh, when we got to know one another mm-hmm. a little bit and started doing some things together was with Wisdom's Call, which was the yep. CD before that. It was a ten-song CD. Right. So, yeah.
0: Right. And I remember playing some of, that, some of that on the show, and then of course, you know, life happens. We kind of lose touch and everything else. But um, you guys have always been in, in the back of my mind. is is one of those one of those bands that you just you, you, you got to keep in your repertoire. And here we are, three years later, with the, with your latest album, okay, uh, Heaven, Heaven or Hell, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get into that here in just a second, um, but you as a as an individual artist yourself like you know the vocalist and the guitar player um what are some of your influences as a musician
1: for me um growing up um I would say you know heavy metal or hard rock wise I grew up listening to kiss I think one of my very first introductions to music was the Kiss Alive 2 8-track. Oh, nice. And I remember having a little one-speaker 8-track mm-hmm. portable little player, and yep. I'd carry that thing with me all. Of, and I'd pop in my Kiss Alive yep. 2 and pop in my Queen and yep. pop in my electric light orchestra. Nice. And so let, just, as, as time progressed, though, I got into Van Halen, of course, with their first with their debut album. Yep. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, just amazing. But got into Van Halen, uh uh, Black Sabbath mm-hmm. was always back there. Um, later on, when Ozzy made the transition to a solo career, you know, Blizzard of Oz yeah. and Dire of a Madman, and, and, and just all of his other offerings. So, uh, just you know, those are Metallica right. uh, in the eight in the mid '80s with Master of Puppets. And at that point time point in time, I was a, a sophomore in high school, I think, and really into that album and. And uh, so just, those are kind of some of my influences in terms of, uh, of, of metal, you know. We stepped into the 90s, and I remember uh, uh, Korn and mm-hmm. Sepultura, Fear Factory. And oh, really Fear Factory, yes. Really love really yeah. their, their, uh, their rhythm guitar section, yeah. and, and just the way they, they, they put their songs together, and but uh, those would be some of my personal influences in terms of music.
0: Right. Now, in 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 your current lineup, how many are are, are there?
1: We're we're four. Okay, we're four. We have a uh, um, Javier Sierra on bass guitar, okay. uh, Pedro Cortez on drums, okay. James Johnson on guitars, right. and then myself doing rhythm guitars and vocals.
0: Right, right, nice. So now you're not you're you're the main lead singer in, in the in the group, or do yes. you got okay? Fine. Yes. So. Let's talk about the, the latest the latest album, Heaven or Hell, and there are two songs, of course, on the album that are my personal favorite, and I don't, you know, people say, well, every song is your personal favorite, because, well, yeah, I like music, anyway. <laughs> but Heaven or Hell kind of gives me that docking deal feel, if you will, I mean, it's just that, that those, those heavy riffs, you know, it's very melodic, you know, and here you come with the vocals, and it's like, you know, throw some Judas Priest in there, you know?
1: hmm yeah that's interesting now that's interesting you should say that because our lead guitarist James uh, he's very influenced by old school Dawkins yeah. and he's very influenced by Judas Priest right. so I mean so it's just interesting that you should name those bands right. because you know those are some of our influences as a group and right. so of course a lot of those influences are going to come through in the way we write songs and, mm-hmm. and whatnot but uh but yeah i have to say uh definitely heaven or hell the song heaven or hell um we weren't actually really shooting to sound like anything it just in the writing process it just came out right and uh, we've always the band looked at that as kind of our our iron maiden tribute yeah okay i can see that yeah <laughs> and you know so, so if you listen to it it has some iron Ma- iron maiden-esque you know, in terms of right. the riffing and that little gallop, kind of like the, the run through
0: the hills. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Got that yeah. little gallop going mm-hmm. on. And then um, our drummer, Pedro Cortez, he's very uh, influenced by prog loves prog yeah. Metal, Dream Theaters, ZDX, oh, nice. all, uh, all these crazy bands with their crazy time signatures right. and crazy ways of doing things. And uh, so you can hear it if you listen to it. There's little parts where that little proggish type of feel will will kind of right. jump jump in and then jump back out. It won't stay for very long, but you can you can hear some of our our drummer's right. input there in, into into that
0: song. Because so. I, I notice in, in Heaven Hill especially, there's there you you can if you're a musician and you know what you, you know what you're listening to. You you notice just that subtle little time change or, or that little little symbol that, that that's you know oddly placed, yeah. but it works, <laughs> you know. But it works. It works all throughout the whole song, and of course the the entire album. You know, is, is a great album. And I've listened to what you've given me so far. Now that I have the CD, I'll listen to all of it. Um, but the other song on the album, "Soul Slave," now. You and I talked before before this, and kind of you said that you know it was kind of like the sword thumb that stuck out, you know. But for for a metal guy like myself, Soul Slave is, has every element of heavy metal that you would want in a band. Yeah, I, that
1: that song that song actually was written in the '90s when I was still living in Temple, in Temple, Texas, and uh, it was actually written in the '90s. And so when we approached the songs for this CD, the name of the CD is Heaven or Hell, um, you know, immediately I thought, well, we need to include this one mm-hmm. on the CD. And uh, and, and yeah, it, it definitely sticks out a little bit more from all the rest of the songs on the CD, just because of, mainly because of the vocal lines. The vocals yeah. on this song are all guttural growling vocals, which... with my history with slaves wage, we haven't done, and we don't do right. We actually brought in a vocalist to do that song, yeah, so so I didn't do the singing on that, none of the band members did. We brought in a vocalist, and uh but we still wanted, even though it was going to stick out maybe a little bit from the rest of the songs on the c d we still I still and we still wanted to include this this song on the c d and I, I think it works. there's a lot of people that say it. it sticks out like a sore thumb which it does and I can see that mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that we've got some great comments on and they say that man that's my favorite song in the entire yeah. CD and and that's good because that's what we when we approached this CD we wanted to try to uh, we we wanted to try to have a song at least that somebody could listen to the CD and say I really like that song I really like this song I really mm-hmm. like the other song something that could appeal to a wide range of metal tastes right. and, and I think we did a pretty good job of, of, of doing that
0: with this CD so right and and, and I, I'll agree uh, and the other song that I listen to is is all alone you now here, here we go we go from you know we go from just kind of the, that iron maiden type feel then we go to the heavy metal of, of soul slave and then we, then we kind of ride that roller coaster back down and here's here's all alone yeah. which is very melodic very you know and it just one of those songs that just reaches out and just grabs you you know
1: exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I, I, I like all the songs on the CD I think again they just cover a wide a wide gamut of metal tastes mm-hmm. but this one when we were writing this one what was in the back of our minds was kind of like those old Aussie um you know ballads Yep. you know uh <laughs> right now my mind's esca- my thoughts are escaping me here but uh um
0: I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm getting a, a, you know, good, still, a goodbye to romance type of feel to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Goodbye to romance. Yeah. Um, uh, Mama, I'm coming home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of stuff. That kind of a, a thing that Ozzy would do and and, and does still today. Um, you know, so that was kind of in the back of our minds as we wrote this song. And it's funny that our bass player at the time he hated this song. <laughs> he hated playing it. He hated practicing it. He sure. hated working on it. And uh, even our guitarist uh, James, he didn't particularly care for this song too much right. from a solo lead guitar perspective. It's it just w- wasn't his thing. Right. And but and uh, but he, I think he really does a great job on all the solo work. And and uh, you know what he says was his was his worst experience in terms of working on the solo for this song. Uh, you know. It, I think it's one of his shining moments mm-hmm. on the CD, just the solo work. I mean, that yeah, he does. I mean, the,
0: the the solo work in, in that song alone—you sit back and you listen to it. And of course, with—and and I say this to, to anybody, any music enthusiast who you know listens as much as I do—there are certain songs that you can listen to on your car stereo or on your home home theater system, or there are certain songs like "All Alone" where you have to put on the headphones. It's just one of those songs where. If you if you're not listening, you're gonna miss something. And in this song, which we put the headphones on and you hear every little nuance of that song. Hmm. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, you know. Again, it, it was a it was a weird song to work on because there was a lot of little little parts coming in mm-hmm. and out. There was a lot of layering of parts, and especially with, when it came to the vocals and yeah. doing harmonies. There's a lot of little harmony parts there and so it was weird working on this song because when I presented it to the group all throughout rehearsal we just we could only do so much there's only four of us there's only so much you can do in terms of a rehearsal session with four people you know we didn't have enough guitarists to cover all the different number of guitar parts and you know you know so everybody was kind of including me everybody was kind of like you know, I hope, you know, hopefully this turns out as good as you say it's going to turn out. I was hearing it in my head, right. but we just couldn't put all that into one rehearsal session with four musicians. And so uh, I, um, I think we were all pleasantly surprised at how it turned out. Like, well, wow, yeah, Jeff, yeah. you, you heard right on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it came together. You yeah. know, but there was some questions at the beginning as to whether or not that would come together. Like right. Yeah. In my head.
0: So when you guys go into the studio, in your right, is, is, does somebody bring like a riff or a you know drum beat or a vocal or a lyric you know come into the studio, or is it, is it more of a collaborative effort?
1: No, it it is a collaborative effort. We don't, uh, you know, we'll, you know, whenever we're beginning, as we are now, we're working on our fifth uh, project. You know, we already have one song under our belt for this for the next project coming mm-hmm. up. But definitely, when we when we come into a, a a new musical project, basically, you know, we all know it, and it's like, okay, everybody, just gather your ideas. You mm-hmm. know, and so we record. You know. And then we come together, you know, and, uh, and everybody just presents what they have at the moment, whether it's a bass guitar riff or uh, normally it's a guitar riff, you know, or, you know. And we'll just present those. We'll record them in our, in, our, in our session together as we begin the writing process for a new project. Mm-hmm. And then we'll record all those. We'll listen back to them. then our next rehearsal together, we'll come back, okay, which one of those ideas did we like? and which one of those ideas do we want to pluck out and start working on and crafting that into a piece of music right and uh and so that's how 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 we've approached it historically as a band and uh and so that's that's how it works so we'll work one idea you know we'll work it and flesh it out into into a song and then normally because of our schedules we're kind of real regimented in right. our approach to songwriting and so, and all of us are, for the most part, are married, have kiddos, right. have full-time jobs. So we can't rehearse two, three, four times a week, you know. So our rehearsals are limited to four hours on a Saturday. Right. Every Saturday. So there's only, you know, again, there's only so much we can do there. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll come together and, and we'll work three months on any given Song idea. Mm -hmm. So we'll pick out a song idea. Okay, we like that riff. Let's work three months on that, and put that and make that into a song. And then when the three months are up, we basically stop. And for us, that keeps us from uh, from just spinning our wheels and going over. You know, right? If you don't put a a, put the brakes on something, you can just constantly come back to it. And you're working on one song for four, five, six, seven, eight months. And you know. Like, no, we got to put the brakes on it somewhere. And right. Give us plenty of time to work out an idea, flesh out an idea, come up with new ideas to make that into a song, but not so much time to where it's just a never-ending process because you can always do something better. You can always listen back and say, oh, well, let's change this, let's change that, let's extend that, let's shorten that. And, but it, unless you have put brakes on it, it, it never comes to right, an end.
0: Right, so. exactly. I, I know... <laughs> You know, me being a musician myself, and of course I haven't played in years, but I, I, I do know that, you know, you go into a song or you go into a project, and as you say, you got to put the brakes on it, because I know for a fact that you can overthink something so much <laughs> that, that what you had intended now becomes diluted, mm. you know, and it's not what you... It's not what you what you wanted to get across exactly so, yeah. exactly exactly i mean I, I, to, I totally get it i totally get it so speaking of of, of, of slave wage you guys are, are a christian metal band yeah. um yes, now sir. my history with christian metal bands i mean it goes back you know back way back to the 80s you know striper was the was the number one back in the 80s <coughs> Yes, sir. excuse me and um and of course then you know i got into Petra and, and all those all those other bands but then in the 90s, I discovered a little band out, out right here at Dallas-Fort Worth called Godfear. The first metal, I mean, metal, metal Christian band that I'd heard, you know. And then there was Eloy, E-L-O-I. Interesting. Um, they're, they're no longer together, but I still have both their CDs, which is very good stuff. In my awesome. awesome. Uh, and that's how I kind of got into the old Christian metal movement, movement myself. And then... I hate to, I don't like the word d- discovered. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, look, I discovered a seed. I'm on a plant and I'm going to water it. Um, but no, it was more along the lines of that I heard you guys for the first time. I was introduced to you guys, mind you. And said, hey, you might want to check these guys out. And I'm like, okay. So the first or the CD that I heard, and you and I connected, and I was like, okay, all right. And like I said, again, fast forward to now, and you guys now have this album out. And I want to say that this is a, a somewhat of a departure from the first time I heard you guys. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in, Which all of it's good from what I've heard, but this album here, I think, kind of defines who you guys are.
1: Yeah, I, I would have to agree, agree with you there. This, um, this CD, it, we, it definitely, the thing that stands out and that sets this CD apart from the last CD, which was Wisdom's Call, we had 10 songs on that CD. We have 11 songs on this CD. On this CD, we have three musical numbers interspersed between the lyrical right. numbers. On the last CD, Wisdom's Call, we just had one. But what I think what really sets this CD apart uh, is, one, how the songs differ and there's a variation in the style. Again, there's, mm-hmm. there's more of a stylistic difference from song to song, right. to where there's where there's maybe more for a metal lover to enjoy and hear their particular brand of metal within the context of this CD. But also, what sets this CD apart from the last one, in my opinion, is the fact that we really, we went into a studio in Grapevine, Texas. I mean, Nomad Studios. I mean, just very, I mean, just really professional guys with uh, with Russell Holler Mm -hmm. uh, working as the engineer on it and doing the tracking and the mixing. And then Gary Long, who's been around forever and worked with the biggest and best in terms of artists and bands and and uh, and, and studios and and you know, record labels. I mean he mastered this C D yeah. and so what Causes this CD to stick out also from the other, from the previous one, is the fact that just the quality of of the production on it. Right. It just it just sticks out. And so we're very grateful to Russell Holler for lending us his time and talent, and ability, as well as Mr. Gary Longs. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that would be my opinion on why why it sticks out from the previous. one. Yeah,
0: and, and, and I agree with you there because I mean, just the production alone on this CD is just, especially with Soul Slave. When you can deliver that song on the level in which it's produced and written and composed, there's no comparison. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> really not. You know, because that's that's a very intense song. You know, it's it delivers a very powerful message. Number one, yes. Number two, though, it's just everything about the song, the rest, the the the, uh, the solos and the especially the drums in this one is just like. It's like he's all over the place, and, but and this is no five eight jazz signature either. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a very this, this this is not your mom and dad's heavy metal. Okay, this is this this is what I consider to is a, is a cross between kind of your your eighties thrash with some nineties in there, and all of a sudden you got some two thousands thrown in there. So there's a wide like I said, a wide mixture of things going on here. And it's just one of those songs that if people were to sit down and really listen to it, even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not into Christian metal, it doesn't matter. Mm. Sit down and listen to this song, and I guarantee you, you'll change your mind.
1: <laughs> and a big shout-out on that song, Soul Slave, to uh, Daniel Voss uh, out of San Antonio. Uh, okay. He's the one who did the vocals for that. He used to be with the uh, with the... Uh, group becoming sons out mm-hmm. of San Antonio, Texas. So, just a big shout out to him for his great work on the vocals on that song, and also to the small record label that we are part of, uh, Sanro Sanke Records, mm-hmm. out of Michigan, and Tony Badia. We really uh, appreciate him, and appreciate him allowing us to be a part of the Sanro Records family. So,
0: and in, in speaking of that, you know, glad you guys do have that because I mean. Just just the, the cover design on, on the CD itself, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's spot on. This takes me back to like a Sabotage cover. You know what I'm <laughs> interesting, saying? Interesting. You know, I mean, you, you think of Sabotage and you think of the, the you know, the, like the, their, their, their CD covers with, you know, the, this artwork. And that artwork is just, whoever did that, I mean, I commend them. That's just great.
1: Yeah. No, the, again, that, that's just another, another area that you just touched on that, where we upped our game a little bit more. Thankfully, we were able to do that, but the person who came up with the artwork, we act, we came up with the concept, which mm-hmm. is the angel and heaven on one side and hell on the other right. side, And, and uh, but we came up with the concept, and then we handed this off to, uh, oh, what's, what's his name? Oh. He's out of Finland, and oh, the name escapes me right now. I can't believe it, but uh, we handed it off to this gentleman in Finland who has a... Uh, a graphics company and it might come to me later here in the interview but uh but he just did a phenomenal job bringing our stick figure drawings to life i mean just he that's literally what we gave him we gave him some pencil drawings of stick figure and different little things and he just brought it all to life beautifully Right. so uh you know so hats off
0: to him and i forget his name you know. well anyway but but again it's 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 a great 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 cover it is it's really eye-catching you know and yes, i think yeah that thing in, in today's society things have to be you know eye-catching and when i first saw this release on, on your page and i was like Well, oh, that's some good stuff you know hmm. and then your drummer went and had to put it on the drum head hmm. i was like Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I, I, I used, I used the, the drum head for all kinds of promotions yeah. for you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, just, it's just great stuff. So where can uh, we find your music at?
1: Uh, well, you can go to our website at www.slaveswage.net. Okay. We're also on Facebook under Slaves Wage. We have a tri- Twitter account, YouTube, you know, Slaves Wage forward slash, uh, or YouTube forward slash Slaves Wage. Uh, I think we're on Instagram, okay. too. Um, so if you can visit any one of those sites, but especially our .NET site, right. .net, if you go to the store page, then it'll give you links to where you can buy the CD. It'll yeah. take you to our merchandise store where you can buy T-shirts and stickers and heck they even have i'm my, gonna i'm gonna get a t-shirt they even have shoes and bean bags and phone covers so they just have a they just have all kind of coffee mugs so they have everything you
0: know but uh, yeah
1: visit us on slaveswage.net and that'll give you everything you need to know in terms of uh, where awesome. to pick up the cd that's and awesome. all that good stuff so.
0: so do you guys have any shows lined up here
1: we do not just because of all the covid stuff um we had had uh a few that we were looking at doing this past year, but COVID shut that down. Mm-hmm. We did one uh, in October in uh, Roy City, Texas, mm-hmm. and that was our one and only show, which we had a great time and glad to be a part of that that event. Uh, but going into this new year, we don't have anything scheduled per se, uh, but we definitely hope to have to make up for last year and and have at least eight, nine, ten outings this year, especially with uh, some of the events uh, that the record label we're working with has themselves involved in. So uh, we're really excited about this year about being a part of, uh, if everything works out good, uh, a part of Audio Feed in Mm -hmm. Illinois. And then there's another festival in Missouri that we're looking forward to hopefully being a part of so, uh, you know, again, just check the website for all that stuff. So okay. hopefully we'll hopefully as we turn this into this new year, you know, uh, we'll have a, a list of dates and cities <laughs> available. Well, you so know, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, you know, be glad when all this stuff is over with and you guys can, yes, can get back, yes, out, back out there and start, you know, playing and all that stuff. So, yeah. Exactly. All right, well, I'm going to wrap up this session, but I do want to come back, you know. Again, maybe with, with the, when the next CD is released, and we'll talk about that. And you guys have hopefully been out there playing and gigging, touring, whatever. But um, I appreciate this opportunity, man. It's, it's been, man. been a long time coming. Same.
1: Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it, brother. All right, thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, it has been DJ Guns with Jeffrey Signs of Slave's Wage. Going to get you back to the music. Here you go.